0: Visit ebay.com for terms. An incredibly deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. With LinkedIn ads, you'll be able to target over 70 million decision makers all in one place. No deep voice required. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to Currently with Curator, where I share my latest style obsessions, all of which you can access through my shopping community, Curator. This week, I'm helping you start your holiday shopping in style. I created our Home for the Holidays set to spread a little cheer to everyone on your list. It includes your choice of a gold or silver Anna New York ornament, a set of Anna New York amethyst and gold stemless wine glasses, and a Naeem Khan candle in the most gorgeous rose scent. This set is valued at over $200, but you can shop it with us for only $135.99. It's the perfect present for holiday party hosts and home decor lovers, but don't forget to keep one for yourself, of course. Visit curator.com, that's C-U-R-A-T-E-U-R.com to shop this set and so many more glamorous holiday gifts now. Hi everyone, I'm Rachel Zoe and you're listening to Climbing in Heels. This show is all about celebrating the most extraordinary women who will be sharing their incredible journeys to the top, all while staying glamorous. Today with me, we have a very dear friend of mine, the amazing Allison Statter. She is the super mom, wife, and CEO behind the female-founded LA-based marketing and communications agency, Blended Strategy. I'm so excited for you all to hear her journey, so let's get into it. Thank you for asking me to do this. Are you kidding me? I love you, and I'm so excited to have you on this, A, because, you know, climbing in heels, I mean, you've done climbing in heels. I mean, heels forced for you. I mean, heels for me are my preference for you. (laughs) They're definitely more forced. Very.
1: By the way, that is a great analogy. (laughs) It's very natural for you to wear heels, whereas for me, I'm like, fuck, I got to wear heels? All (laughs) right,
0: <laughs> well, I mean, okay, so I I started climbing in heels really because just like you, I mean, I'm surrounded by the most badass women, but I think for me, I think of the women that I'm having on this podcast as women who have done it their own way, not the expected way, and it's really just about getting into the journeys of all these incredible women, and obviously you're one of them. So I like to start a little at the beginning because I think you are definitely different than many of the women that I've interviewed because you grew up here. You grew up in this insanity. Um, This insanity was around you (laughs) from birth. And, you know, you've seen and I've seen like you can grow up around fame, money, um, publicity and the like, and you can actually have nothing to do with it. You can totally resist it. You can go against it. You can just live your regular normal life like it never happened. Or you can take what you admire from it and what you hate about it or none of the above. And I think one of the things I always ask is, like, you as a child, what happened? Like, it, like meaning, like seriously, again, like, like, <laughs> what the hell happened? Because I met you, like pretty much everyone I've had on in my adult life, right? And we met young. We met yeah. you, as yeah. our young selves, yeah. pr- way pre children. You know, I think I want to know, like, who on earth were you, like, as a kid? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, first of all, I'm flattered that you asked me and that you included me because I saw who else you're including on this podcast. And I'm just honestly flattered that you've asked me to be on this and that you consider me amongst your other guests because that is just, you know, it's it's really nice to be recognized wow. like that. So thank you very, very much. I'm really grateful to you for that. And you know, you're someone who I've known my entire career Mm -hmm. when you think about it, you know, because I'm a college dropout who just, you know, had drive and grit and emotions and like all the things. And I just wanted to do good work. And I think that that's what I continue to try to do. Um, And as a kid, you know, it's interesting because I did, I grew up in this environment and I, I was born into it. You know, I was lucky enough to have parents and it, someone said to me the other day, like, you know, it's so great that you're like this and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I, I it's my parents. Like I can't take sure. any credit for it other than the fact that I was raised a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, and both of my parents have insane work ethics, Yeah, like crazy, crazy. Yes. Work ethics. And so that's my benchmark.
0: And for our you, listeners, Al, uh, will you tell, will you say who your mom and dad are? Just yeah, because. I am, I am besides um, legends,
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, in their own right. Yes, I am, I am privileged to have the best parents in the whole world, and Irving and Shelly Azoff. And, you know, I, I owe a lot of, I think. I mean, I owe everything I know to them. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. You know, they both independently taught me different things. And I am so grateful for it. I was in the car with my son a few Saturdays ago and I was driving in between soccer games and I was on the phone and it was a work call. And I hung up and he said to me, he was like, Mom, it's a Saturday. Why are you on a work call? And I was like, I get it, but I need you to know something. I was like, I grew up. And I know everything that I know now from driving around this city, listening to my father on his work calls and sitting in on lunches in the, he would just take us with him. And and as I reflect on it now, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so lucky. You know, I'm so lucky that I got to do that. And so I think that I also got that that work ethic from them and they, they never gave us anything that like we didn't earn quite frankly. Yeah. Yeah you know, and, and we had to make our beds every morning and I did my own laundry and I packed my own lunch. And like, you know, we, we, they were very good with that type of stuff and not losing sight of like basic necessities. Yeah, And, and, um, you know, I'm grateful for them that we weren't
0: just like, you're going to be fine. Go do whatever the fuck you want. But I have to tell you, I think, you know, I hear that time and time again, I'm sure you've heard this a million times, oh, I'm not raising a kid in LA. Oh, that's crazy. Like I'm not raising a kid in New York city. That's crazy. I'm not really like, it's like, it's not where you raise your child. It's how you raise your child. Right. And yes, it's what they're around as friends and at school and things like that. But ultimately it's how you parent. And it actually doesn't matter how much money you have or don't have. It's the values that you put into your children. I always quote David Foster over and over again because when I met Sarah and Aaron, one of the first things they taught me was their father said, "I'm rich. You're not rich. You have to earn you I earn this." Like, yeah. you know, and 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 they're not bratty spoiled kids at all. And neither mm-hmm. are you, and I think the thing about about you is that we were friends for so many years before yeah. I actually ever knew cuz I didn't grow up here. So I yeah. just, I didn't know anything about you other than that you were this badass cool girl that like Aww. was in my friend group and like we would always hang out and I knew that you worked hard, but like, but that's another thing I want to talk about. So you speak very loudly and proudly, I think about being in college dropout. Now, what I always say is what I tell my children now versus once they go to college, if they do, I'm not saying a word because- I did go to college. I don't think our education defines us in any way whatsoever. In fact, at least half of the most successful people I know in the world never even got past like 11th grade. So I pass no judgment on that at all. I don't want to affect how my kids think just yet. But at the same time, had my parents said to me in high school, you don't have to go, I probably wouldn't have gone. And I probably would have gone straight to working Because I really, I see people that love being a student and they go all the way and beyond in in school. I was not one of those people. I'm still definitely not one of those people. And Same, by the way. I just think that there are people that... Yeah. I I think we wanted our own rules. I think we wanted to govern our own life. I think we wanted to just start working.
1: I always say that everyone has to do what's best for them. You know, I was mm-hmm. a terrible student. And when I look back on it, I was I I I struggled. Yeah. I struggled academically, I struggled socially. Mm-hmm. Like I never really felt like I fit in anywhere. And you know, I went to boarding school. I I went to all the things. And I think that for me, One of the things that I'm so grateful again to my parents for is they didn't force me to go Mm -hmm. to college. It was not like this is what you have to do. They they encouraged it, but when I knew that I had hit the limit of what I was going to get out of it, I just I didn't have a purpose there anymore. And I and I and my parents were paying to send me there. But I think every single person is different, and I admire the people that go to college and come out of it. I mean, listen, my business partner Sherry is a Harvard graduate. She's a Harvard business school graduate. We joke about it, you know, (laughs) about how I'm a college dropout and she's a, an HBS graduate, but it works and it works because, you know, the things that she, I can never go do that, you know, like I could, that's just not in my D it's like any life, but that's okay. You know, that is totally okay. And as it relates to my kids, you know, it's hard. I, I think because you don't want to pick their path for them. Exactly. You want them to pick their own path, and you want to be as supportive as you humanly can. But you also want them to get as much life experiences yeah. as they can. And I think that college is that. You yes. know, like I'm glad I for at least two years because I got that life experience, that independence. It was part of my journey to get to, you know, be able to go live in an apartment in sure. LA by myself. Like I could, you know. Yep. Um. So as it relates to my kids, you know. Look, one, just, just, just showing them hard work is everything, right? That's that's even though in the moment it's rough. Yeah, but like just showing them that we work hard and that you know nothing in life is handed to you and that you have to earn your keep is really important. And especially raising boys, as a woman, you know now more than ever, it is so important that we're teaching our boys. How to properly support women and treat women in every aspect, um, not just in the home, but in business and in at in sports, in all, all of, of it. it. And so all of it. And so, you know, for me, I just continue to support them in their decision making and hope that like their paths
0: go to where they're meant to be. I don't know. No, no, 100%. I mean, I think for you that your work ethic is clear. You obviously, your mom is a badass working mom and she is a doer if I've ever seen a doer Mm -hmm. in my life. Um, Who, I mean, obviously your parents were huge inspirations, but I mean, how did you, what was the moment where you were like, this is my calling? Like, these are Mm. my jobs now. I love what I'm doing. I'm good at this. And then I remember so clearly when you were like, I'm starting my own. And I was like, yeah, what? Like what? Yeah. Because I remember when I went on my own and I'll never forget it. I will never forget it. And so scary, right? It's terrifying. It's terrifying. But like, so what was the impetus? You were just like, this is my calling. What like, were you terrified? I don't think I knew I was terrified.
1: You know, I think that that's why you know, leaders are leaders. It's like, you have to be the ones to make those scary decisions and take those leaps of faith and, you know, do all of those things. I think that for me as a female, to be completely honest, like I just, I struggled. I struggled when I worked for for my dad for so many years. And by the way, I wouldn't change it for anything. Like I said, I learned everything I know from my parents and, you know, and, and it's a mixed bag too. You know, there's certain business things that I see that I'm doing now that I'm like, Oh my God, that's so my dad. Uh And then there's others that I'm like, that's so my mom, you know, and it's hard to be the daughter. Like it is is. not, not from a girl boy perspective, but just in general, it's hard to be a kid of, you know, sometimes. And I'm not saying that like Like a pity thing, of
0: course, like a pity thing. No. No,
1: like I'm not, you know, but I've seen it. It's hard. Yeah it's hard. It has pros and it has cons. And listen, for me, right? Like to this day that I never want to let down my dad ever in a million years. Right. So everything I do is always like, okay, I got to make sure I deliver this. I got to make sure I deliver this, but I get that from him. I get that from my mom, you know? And so for me, I just think I needed to find that independent identity. Again, it goes back to my childhood of like wanting this acknowledgement.
0: Acknowledgement. Acknowledgement,
1: independence of it all, you know, which is why I'm so humbled that you're asking me to be on this podcast. That <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on? Listen, you know,
0: coming from Azoff family, <laughs> and like I said, being friends with you for so many years before ever knowing that. But I think there is this thing that you grow up with of being a child of. And despite the fact that your parents don't put that on you,
1: No. It's you put it on yourself. You do. You
0: do. And I think, but I will say this, regardless of who your parents are, I think you'd be that anyway. You know, I think you'd be that anyway. Um, I think you're that person. I do. I think you're a a doer. You know what I mean? You're a doer and you're a perfectionist and you want to do well. I'm a
1: perfectionist. Well, I, I, I say all the time. I say it. No, I mean, I think my team is like sick of hearing me say it in our staff meetings or in strategy meetings or whatever, new business meeting, like. Literally, we are only as good as our work product, period. It's true. true. Right? Whether we're in a service business, whether we're in a product business, whether we're in a finance business, it doesn't matter. Like, we are only as good as our work and being in the service business, which, by the way, my dad is in the service Uh business. So, you know, I'm just doing a different type of service. Yes. So, So, it's like I still approach it the way he taught me, which is, you know you protect your client and your talent profusely and it's about them and it's making sure you're getting them the best of the best and you know leveraging your network to do that and you know really caring about the quality of your work and that's how I was bred and and so that's how I now do and lead and so you know it's it's exciting it's exciting that I've I think you know it's been a long time I think I've been you know, a college dropout for a really long time. And then you worked for your dad, right? Right away. Well, no, I dropped out of college and then I was a makeup artist at Art Luna in West Hollywood. I forget this, by the way. This is crazy.
0: Okay, so this is insane because now you work with a lot of the best in the business, right?
1: I am so lucky to work (laughs) with so many incredible, talented, whether it's artists or glam teams or whatever it is and, you know... This agency has evolved so much over the years from representing talent to representing brands, mm-hmm. but always having the same mentality of like, make sure we're giving them the best service. Yep. Make sure we're protecting them fiercely, like make sure they have the best opportunity. And, you know, that's kind of how we do it at Blended. And it's been really awesome. And yeah, it's exciting. And now we get to represent people like Jen Atkin yes. and Mary Phillips and Justine Marjan and... Gwen Stefani, we are partners with her and her Give Beauty line. Sherry and I worked for years to build that with it's her. It's so good. It's so good. I use it I every know, day. It really is. Do you? Yeah. I love, I love it. it. I love it. Okay, we'll I have keep the eyeliner up. on
0: right now. Oh, the eyeliner is sick. <laughs> I have it on right now. The actually. eyeliner is
1: crazy. Yeah. And we just launched a new social selling tool, which anyone can sign up and anyone can sell Give Makeup and you get just a flat 30% royalty or percentage. I love that. Yeah. So like, and it's super easy to use and you know, it's really great. And so it's been, and, and look, my, I'm able to create that with her because I know what she needs in order to do this properly. You know, I don't want her to compromise quality. I don't want her to compromise any of it. And so I make sure that she has the right partners, the right funding and all of that to do that. And we do that quite Quite a bit with
0: a few other of our clients. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Let's talk about stress for a minute. Unfortunately, life does not come with a user manual. So when it's not working for you, it's really normal to feel stuck, whatever that feels like. Navigating any of life's challenges can make you feel so unsure, whether it's a career change, a new relationship, or even just becoming a parent. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions, which we all struggle with, and learn productive coping skills, which I'm pretty sure everyone in my life needs. I know I do. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient and accessible anywhere, 100% online. I think we all struggle with stress on some level, whether you're a student and you wanna do really well and you wanna be the best in your class and your friend is doing better and then you graduate from school, and then you go into the real world, and then you're working, and then you feel like your career's not where it should be. And I just feel like as we get older, stress hits us from every angle in every part of our lives. And I don't think it's something you can avoid. I think it's actually how you choose to deal with it. And the coping skills that we need in order to sort of overcome stress or just manage it in our everyday lives. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched three million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's actually affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime it actually couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash heals. That's h help, e slash heals. H E E L S. I mean, it's funny because I think that goes to another thing I love to talk about on this podcast is like how much as entrepreneurs do we have to pivot our businesses, right? And like I would say blended like was one thing and now it's become such a bigger thing with so many arms to it. Um, So tell me like the impetus for blended because I do think your love of doing makeup, now representing artists, now... Launching their brands for them. You're a brilliant marketer. You're like, so there's all these different you have PR, you have branding, but also I think you get involved on the obviously on the business side, but I think really all sides, right? I think you're very 360. But I think, um, you know, I think clearly some of the best artists in the world are entrusting you to sort of get their brands out there. So tell me like, what yeah. was the concept behind? blended and now what is it and then I want to talk to you about about having babies oh my gosh (laughs) well just as someone the other day asked
1: me if I was pregnant and I was (gasps) like do you want to put me into an institution because that's where I'll end up if I (gasps) if I was pregnant I might need to be like hospitalized that would put me into.
0: <laughs> I really thought you were going to have a fourth. Just so you know,
1: I know. But I know. I a lot of people. A lot of people thought I was going to have a fourth. You know, my mom has four kids. Mm-hmm. I'm one of four, so mm-hmm. everyone was like, "You're going to do it." And she spread her kids out and da 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 da. But I think that blended's my fourth baby. Yes. So fair. you know that is like. I started blended. I remember Sherry literally said to me, "She was like, I think you have postpartum." pregnancy brain like are you sure you want to start a business with a one-year-old because I started talking to her about this when I like had just given birth to Dylan my third baby and the impetus of it was you know I was always on the receiving end of working with um, buyers and marketing agencies and sometimes PR agencies to come and you know contract with my talent I worked on the Jennifer Hudson Weight Watchers deal for multitude of years I did um, you know, a Jewel L'Oreal deal back in the day. Um, lots of work with American Express and T-Mobile. And, you know, and this I just is
0: pre-blended working for your dad.
1: Pre-blended. So I okay. I was always working with different buyers who wanted our talent. And it was challenging because, you know, their job is to represent the brand. Their job isn't to represent the talent. And so they think of it very differently. I mean, your talent, you know, sometimes yeah. you get offers and you're like, wait, are is is this did someone really think I was gonna go right, you know, run down a beach in a G string to take <laughs> social content for them? Like, you know, so yeah. I would always have to be like, let me explain to you why this isn't good for either of you. Sure. Because you want the talent to be engaged and you want the talent to feel confident and good about ultimately going out and selling these campaigns. And so I did a lot of that work. And it was always really challenging to work through with some of the buyers, not all of them, but some of them. And because they didn't care about the talent, it was so transactional. And so when I met Sherry, who was coming from a brand, it's funny, she had reached out to me through a buyer that I knew. She was like, you know, they couldn't get it over the finish line. And I was like, let me just talk to her. And they were selling me a tour sponsorship when all Sherry wanted was to get famous people to, to post about EOS on this new social media platform called Instagram. Right. (laughs) I was like, no problem. Who do you want? We could do this all day, you know? And that, that was truly the start of blended. And so that's what the 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 catalyst of starting the agency was was to replicate and help other brands and talent navigate what at the time was called influencer marketing mm-hmm. right like yeah. and and there were bloggers and you you know you were early on on it as well and so that really we just knew that our skill sets were so complementary and not repetitive. She right. comes from brand; I come from talent. How do we take those two skill sets to help better, um, you know, our clients navigate this space? And so we've evolved over the seven years, and we're now um, the way I explain us that I think is the best way for people to understand who we are is that we're a marketing agency with an emphasis on entertainment marketing, and we have services across influencer, celebrity marketing, PR social media strategy, and production. Mm -hmm. Because when you think about those three capabilities together in one ecosystem, you think of two things. One, they all need to have cohesiveness in order for us all to achieve the greater goal, right? which is to sell something. You're going to sell it through social media. You're going to probably leverage some influencer. You want to put some PR behind it. Mm -hmm. We're working on adding one more capability to Blended to really be the one-stop shop for brand and talent to really help them. I would say the best way to think about us is an internal marketing team. We are mm-hmm. an extension of an internal marketing team. And so we do all of those things and we make sure that there's cohesiveness and storytelling and, you know, content creation and all of those things through those capabilities. And what's really awesome about it is that we have been able to build a venture business just mm-hmm. based on, you know, projects like Give Beauty with Gwen Stefani. Um, we have uh, we're partners with Jen Atkin in Maine Addicts. Amazing. Um, we are about to launch a new aluminum-free, clean deodorant called Nez. Yep. And so, what we're doing is we're creating brand out of this venture business
0: and getting and then, a piece,
1: getting a piece, uh-huh. and then we're servicing it right. out of our agency of because and you have a vested end- interest right yes we have a vested interest and you're going to get better rates when you're a venture client yeah. at our agency level but what's really interesting that you brought up that i just want to circle back to is i'm finding that we're getting a lot of inbound um opportunity with celebrity backed or influencer backed businesses mm-hmm. that they're seeing the work we're doing with other ones mm-hmm. similar like give beauty um and a few others and they're coming to us because they know that with my talent expertise and with Sherry's brand expertise, we can be really helpful. Cause we get it. Yeah. We know, we know what type of PR plan to build that is going to be realistic for a, ta- a very busy person who has more than just the brand piece to manage in their career, like a realistic PR plan, a realistic way for them to work with influencer that's going to be effective. Not, you know, let's not do things that aren't going to be effective and cost us money either, you know? Um, So yeah, it's really, really, really exciting. And then it's fun too, because I get to work with my friends, you know, like I love being able to work with my friends. Um, I'm really close with um, Melinda Maria, who is a jewelry designer. She has incredible, affordable jewelry. And um, she asked me to do a collab with her, which again, like when you asked me to be on a podcast and she asked me to do a collab, I'm like, what's going on? Are you sure you want me? I don't know. Yes. So You Dodo. know, we're so, I know. <laughs> so we're excited. We're excited to do that. And, you know, we just have so many cool projects going on. And, and And what's cool is watching it all come together like this past weekend. So I'm on the board of HFC. It's a charity that was started by Seth, and Lauren Rogan. Mm -hmm. It's called Hilarity for Charity. And we are a charity that supports Alzheimer's. And we had our 10-year anniversary birthday gala. um, And it was the first time post-COVID that we all got to do an in-person big fundraiser. And we had such a successful night. Um, And you Incredible. know, raised a great amount of money for HFC. But what was really cool was to see it kind of all come together, you know, like I'm on the board of HFC. And that's what I do. I, I work hard to be able to do things like support HFC or support baby to baby yep. or to support politicians that I want to support, yep. you know, like, that's what I want to do. I want to do things so that I have the ability to go do better things. I always tell people, we don't, I'm not, I'm not saving lives in my <laughs> agency, but like, if I can work hard enough to have a successful business that can go and save lives, I'm going to fucking do it.
0: Do you know that I said that Allison, when I was, uh, when I was, I think it was about 24 and I looked at Roger and it was after a, a huge world tragedy. And I, I saw a lot of people, public people that weren't doing their part. There were some doing their part and, and many that weren't using their voices and, I said to Roger, I said, you know, I have no desire to be famous or anything. And I remember saying it like it was yesterday, which is so weird. But I said to him, I said, but I do dream of a day where I have the power to be in a room that helps raise money and awareness for something I care about. I said, because yeah. I don't understand people that don't do that. And this was like long before social media. And I think, yeah, and I think, I think to your point, I think that's, I think working really hard and knowing that what we do doesn't save lives, but if there's a way that we can turn that around and try and do things that does help save lives. Right. Yeah. Um, well,
1: I mean, ultimately like, that's all I want to do. Right. So, you it's know, the dream. Um, it's the dream. And, it is the and, dream. But it was cool at HFC to see it all come together. My incredible PR team at, at blended, you know, does all the PR for HFC and you know, our client Shake Shack was there and yes. we had Kelly Rosa there and, you know, it was just nice to see how it all kind of came together for a good cause. And 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 that kind of is is the evolution of blended is like we're becoming this, you know, influential ecosystem. And What you do know, your kids think, Al? Like It's cute. Well, They're cute. Two things. My kids my kids rock my blended swag,
0: which is cute. <laughs> They're so cute. <laughs> well, okay, so you have three boys. Yeah. And I know that you have a lot of women that work with you that have children having Mm -hmm. children, have them. I want to know, because I get asked this a lot, and it's something I really want to highlight on this podcast, because it's an ever-evolving question and answer, honestly. how Did you actually take maternity leave? Mm. (laughs) Well,
1: when you become a mom, you automatically get a full-time job. So you're never really on maternity no, no, leave. 100%. Even as a, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh,
0: uh, but, um, <laughs> but did it, you it, like quietly nest at home for three months and not work?
1: Mm, not really. I think maybe with Sydney, my first one, mm-hmm. I think I did. But after that, I don't think I ever really took a real maternity leave. But here's the thing, right? That's the other thing is I think women are really like, sometimes judgmental of others of if they're taking a maternity leave or sure. if they, how could you go right back to work what kind of mom are you blah, or blah, vice blah, blah. versa how could or you take vice time versa? off how could you take time off and it's funny because you know we have a lot we call them blended babies <laughs> so we have a lot of blended babies here and um we built a nursery in our office so that they can bring their babies to work snaps um and, you know, there was a moment here when one of our, one of the girls on leadership came back from maternity and she had to bring her baby in with her one day. And it was the cutest thing. Her baby was sitting in the office next door in its little like bassinet <laughs> and the other girls that were in that shared office were watching the baby while she was in the conference room doing a zoom meeting with a team. And it just was like, so I took a picture cause I was like, this is what it was. This is yes. what it's about. I didn't have that when I had babies, you yes. know, it was very isolating it was interesting, but I just think that being a mom, being a working mom, like there's a reason why women have the babies yeah. <laughs> and there's a reason why we're able to do both. Yes, You know, Agreed. and, and there's, um, I just, you know, my kids are my priority period, end of story, of hard line. And I always just remember that my parents set an incredible example for me and my siblings and their work ethic. And, they have a high bar, you know, like my parents are not cool with us just sitting on our asses and not doing anything. And so, you know, my kids have that bar and I just want to set good examples for them. Like I want them to see that we have to work hard. Like we have to work hard. And as a mom, I have to work double hard, mm-hmm. you know, like it is just, it's crazy. But they're, they're, they get, they're cute. They're really excited. They're like, is that blended strategy? Is that a blended strategy project? And, so you know, cute. they come to the office and they're starting to really understand what yeah. we do as well. But it was really cute. We were at, um, I go to Century City a lot in LA, which I'm sure yep. as do you, yep. it's a lovely family destination. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> they have everything, um, <laughs> When you've got to burn a few hours. No,
0: but it's but it's true. I think our boys are at an age right now where I was saying this over the weekend because my boys came with me to this gala to watch me get this award. and I, And I literally marveled for like 24 hours after at, I cannot believe they're at this age where I can take them with me. Totally. They can sit through a four-hour night, have the best time, cheer me on. And know, be these so little cool. gentlemen. And I think like, it's crazy because at the end of the night, I was putting them to sleep and I was like, I was like, thank you so much for coming, you guys. It meant so much to have you. And Kaius looked to me, he said, well, mommy, what choice did I have? And I thought he meant like he had to go, like he was forced. Like, oh, we well, yeah, didn't yeah, have yeah. to go. I asked you if you wanted to go. He goes, no, what I mean is mommy, I would have never missed it. I'm so Aww. proud of you. Like and so but I do think it's new at the la- at this age that they have flipped to being upset when we can't be somewhere versus saying, "Wow, that's cool." Or like well, wow wow. So we've been
1: working for so long now, not yes. to age us, yes. but like some of the stuff that we've been working on for years is finally coming to fruition. Yes. So like, yes. like I was saying, I was at Century City and I was like, let's go in Sephora and check on the Give Beauty. Yes. You know, see how it is. And like they run in and they're like, Hi, excuse me, where's Give Beauty by Gwen Stefani? And I'm like, oh, dead, you know? And there's and then they go up to the little. And end cap and they're like take my picture take my oh, picture doesn't you know? that so just
0: that's just, everything but i think
1: that's too the thing is like that when they do have a visual of it you know and when they are able to actually see that the work and see the final product whether it's your award yeah, right? anything and, and anything like i think that then it really clicks for them so it's really you know it's just all very um Hard. It's a lot. It, well, it's, you know, I, I, yeah, I say it's all the all time, hard. I'm like, fuck, it's hard being an adult,
0: It is. but also
1: like, you know, cause in my head, I'm still like 20, I know. you know, running Same. the
0: streets to hundred percent,
1: going to hide <laughs> illegally. Yes. Yeah. It's just weird to be an adult and, and it is hard, but it is also just, it comes with responsibility yeah, and that's, you know, and, and the older you get and the more, success you have and the more kids you have the more responsibility you have and so as that plate continues to kind of build and build and build like i just have to keep reminding myself
0: like everything's going to be okay oh my god yes and i think actually that brings me to have you had those moments where you woke up or went to sleep or didn't go to sleep and said i'm done like i i literally cannot do this anymore Like, I'm losing my mind. This is too much.
1: I've never had that.
0: Never. Never.
1: I haven't. And I'm lucky that I haven't. I think, look, I have incredible role models. I have incredible role models in my parents. I have an amazing support system. I have incredible... I have such an amazing team at Blended. And you have a delicious husband, too. And I... Oh, my God. I mean, forget it. Sweetest person ever. I'm nothing without my husband. (laughs) So, yeah. That's when I would do that, by the way. If he was ever, like... (laughs) I can't take it or we're done. I'd be like, <laughs> be I'm, like, done. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> done, done, done. Um Sweetest but, yeah, rich. but you know, I just I have such an incredible amazing team at Blended. I'm nothing without them, you know? Like we are genuinely a team. We do everything together like they they make sh- they know my bar, they know my you know, they know what it needs to be yeah. and and they deliver time and time again and I just want to say one thing. I haven't had the moment of like, I'm done, it's too much. But I have had moments of like, I'm going to throw my phone across the room and <laughs> I hope it shatters in a million pieces. Yes. And that no one can find me for maybe 48 hours. Yes.
0: And you go to Wyoming. Like, and I. <laughs> <laughs> or Montana or wherever yeah. you go. Yeah. To a like, ranch.
1: Bye. Yeah. But uh, that I do, I mean, every. any sane person has to have those moments of weakness, you know?
0: Being a CEO is, um, it's not for everybody and that's okay. And I think like starting your own business, it's not for everybody, but I think you just know that like the highs are the high and the lows are the low. And I think it's okay. And I think we learn and become stronger and pivot and be nimble and all of those things. When you think of your next part of life whether that's in a year or 10 years do you ever just dream like do you ever I don't because I'm always in that like second and I always like joke I'm gonna like end up living in Saint-Tropez on a beach making jewelry out of like shells and rocks that's like the dream yeah, and a I mean, that
1: by the way sounds very <laughs> you for the record like I feel like that is very spot on and just doing
0: philanthropy. Just Just
1: let me know when you do that. So I could come visit and get some of your jewelry.
0: (laughs) What is your dream? Like, I don't want to say end goal because it's Mm. too definite, but like, do you ever say like, my dream is this? And it could, it could be literally like, I wish that my kids are doing X. It could be where you, where like, do you ever think beyond tomorrow? Yeah.
1: I mean, I do, you know, cause like, why else are we all working so hard? Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. and, and I, and I think that it goes back to, you know, just wanting to be able to build a platform or a network. I just want to set a good example, not just for my kids, but for other women in business, for other daughters of, mm-hmm. for other, mm-hmm. um, you know, moms, for other friends. Like I just, Again, I care about my work. I love what I do. I mean, I will openly say I think I'm addicted to working. Like I love it. I <laughs> I, I love it. I feel you. I I never off. Kind of- <laughs> never and i'm like if we're not why aren't we need to have some fun you know obviously we have commitments and responsibilities yes. and we do things that's my favorite thing when my kids are like but i don't want to do that i don't want to <laughs> go to whatever and i'm right. like well i don't want to wake up every morning and fight with you to get out of bed and pack you a lunch and make you breakfast for you to tell me you hate it and then yell at me that you can't find your shoes and socks so like yes. like i said we're not saving lives
0: we're not we're not but i love you for what you are doing I love and you. And until
1: I start saving lives, <laughs> then I'm not going to take anything so seriously.
0: No, it's <laughs> it's true, but I but I do think um I do want to commend you on what you are doing and I think we're very alike as human beings, yeah. which is why we've always connected in that I way. Know. But I love you madly. Um, I love you
1: madly. I'm always so impressed and grateful and and just you are someone who has always been so supportive of me from day one. And you have always worked your ass off. I mean, I remember seeing you lug bags and bags and bags <laughs> and racks and racks of clothes and shoes yes. and belts and hats yes. and jewelry yes. from every car to every yes. studio. Yes. I mean, while in, while in platform heels. Yes. And you did it so fucking gracefully. <laughs> like, truly. <laughs> I was always like, fuck, she always looks so good.
0: You're so sweet. I was just trying to figure out how to somehow do my job the best I could and somehow not have to be in like sneakers and sweats while I was doing it. You know, I fell a few times, but you know, I tried to keep that under wraps. You know,
1: same girl, we all fall.
0: (laughs) Okay, everyone, it's that time of the week for Ask Rachel, where I answer two questions from our listeners. And this week, the first question is, what do you use or how do you like to organize your schedule or calendar? And the answer is, I have a crazy memory and I actually keep a mental calendar. I really do, so I I do know more or less what I have going on Um, but I will definitely say that I have an executive assistant and a team who really keep me on track in terms of like big upcoming things and prepping for things to make sure that I don't forget because to be totally honest between my children's lives my life and my work life it's it's a lot and can get very overwhelming. But I will say a big trick that really works for me that I very strongly recommend to avoid that feeling of being overwhelmed is that I find that when I look at my schedule the night before, so looking at Monday, I'll look Sunday night at my day on Monday, rather than looking at like the month ahead, it's really helpful to take day by day rather than like a month because then it just becomes really overwhelming Um, and I start to just get anxious about it all next what am i currently shopping for well i'd like to say that i don't need anything ever again but i would say that what i'm really obsessing over right now are the valentino sky high platforms in every color i want them literally in every color and also versace i think they're actually like double platforms Okay, you guys, don't forget to submit your questions for next week's episode. All you have to do is DM us your questions to at climbinginheelspod on Instagram, and I just might answer your question. I mean, honestly, for those of you that have not heard of Allison before, I hope you understand her sort of life and journey a little bit. And I think it was important for me to highlight Allison, not just because of what a powerhouse she is. Allison really spoke to having such tremendous role models with such great work ethic. And she does clearly have the work ethic and desire to succeed and make an impact in the world and in business. So I hope that you loved this episode as much as I did. And also, I think something to highlight is her opening a nursery for all the people having babies in her company and I did the same at mine when I had my kids and I think that for those that can please learn from that and just try and support mothers um, and fathers honestly that are doing this because you know being a working parent the struggle is real and support is really something not to take for granted. Thank you so much for listening to Climbing in Heels. And don't forget to write a review wherever you get your podcasts. I love to read them. While you're at it, follow me on at Rachel Zoe and at Climbing in Heels pod on Instagram for more updates on upcoming guests, episodes, and all things Curator. I'll talk to you next week. Mwah.